0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15 minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You are listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. This is episode 41. Today's guest is Erica Mateos, and we talk a lot about mindset, especially during the launch, but we go off on a lot of tangents on, you know, things to think about besides launch. But, you know, when you're launching, your feelings are, you know, they're on the left, the right, up and down, in and out. I mean, they're all over the place. And um, unfortunately, mindset is one of the, probably one of the last things that we think about that we think that we need to pay attention to when we're launching or you're just running a business in general but uh it's probably one of the most important things so let's just jump right into it have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter I'm your host, Canvas Vascar, as usual, and today I am joined by Erika Mateos. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: I think we're going to have a lot of fun today because we are going to dive deep into a topic I think a lot of people are not really thinking about when they're launching, but it is such a huge part of launching. But before we get into all of that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you help and who you serve and how you help them?
1: My pleasure. So I work mainly with women entrepreneurs who are stuck in their businesses. And because of the mindset piece that we're going to be talking about, they're usually tried, they've done the courses, they've hired other coaches, they've done a lot of different things, and they still feel stuck in their businesses. So by the time they find me, they have a gift foundation, but something's still not working. And I help them get unstuck, put a little grease in their wheels and set them off running.
0: Okay, Awesome. Uh, how long have you been doing that?
1: I've been doing it officially for six years, unofficially mm-hmm. for about 10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and why did you kind of start with, you know, working with people with mindset and all that stuff? What, did it, what, what was it that pulled you towards that?
1: Yeah, my own stuff, right? I got stuck in my own business. I got mm-hmm. stuck with a lot of the mindset piece and I had no idea. Like, I just kept buying courses and I thought, well, if I have a better strategy, if I have a different plan, if I have something different, then I'll get different results. And Mm -hmm. the sticking point wasn't really being resolved. I felt like I was throwing money out the window and nothing was really being fixed. And it wasn't until a friend of mine suggested that I look into working with a mindset coach, that then I got the big breakthrough that I had been looking for, and it has been pretty consistent. My business has been pretty consistently growing for the past three years because of that shift.
0: Mm-hmm. And what were the kind of mindset shifts that you needed to do in order to grow your business?
1: Yeah, great question. For me, it was very much about my belief. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I can share about my own journey is I really thought that I had to work really hard in order to make my business work so I felt there was a belief in there that I have to stay up late and work crazy hours and handle everything in my business and that if I slacked on any of that that my business would just collapse and mm-hmm. that was the biggest story that I had to work through
0: yeah because that seems is a very common thing that would with- think with most online entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general is that they struggle with this that they have to work hard and hustle and all that stuff yeah gary Vee is you know famous for saying this obviously but um yeah i totally agree with you i think it's you don't really have to do all that i mean yes hard work in some way might pay off but um you don't have to work to burn yourself out really would you agree with that yeah
1: and i'll take it back off of that yeah and i love gary v i think that as far as like getting that fire going and getting you motivated it's Absolutely. fantastic for me and i'm going to talk a little bit from the feminine aspect of mm-hmm. business building right because what i find with gary i love him in his masculine energy and really yang and really go 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 because mm-hmm. that works for most men right yeah. it, it's like you're wired for that being direct having a goal and going for it that really works for men women are wired differently Mm -hmm. and that's something else that i bring into the picture is like we need to feel really good and really juicy to then have the fire to move forward so i'm not saying that hard work is not part of the equation i'm just saying that it looks different from the feminine than it does with the masculine
0: Mm, well said yeah absolutely okay so let's try to dive this into the launching bit yeah. as we uh, we both know that you know when you're going into launch there's a lot of things going on inside of your mind um you know you've got all these feelings there's a lot of weird energy going on what are some things that we can do to go through a launch without freaking you know freaking out basically
1: <laughs> first things first is expect the freak out yeah expect it to happen The trick here is having a plan to manage yourself when the freak out happens. And that's what most people do. They're kind of like correcting course as they're going. With the mindset piece, you have to know your Achilles heel beforehand. Does Mm -hmm. that make
0: sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But maybe let's just unravel that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So what I see a lot with clients is that they're passionate. They have something that they're really excited to put out in the market. Mm-hmm. And they get really into this bubble of, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Everything's going to go great. And then what happens is the reality of business kicks in. Mm-hmm. So maybe what they thought was going to be like a kickoff launch from the beginning Maybe it's not getting the traction that they want. Maybe they're hearing crickets. Maybe something along those lines is happening. Mm -hmm. And they're just really feeling bad and they're feeling defeated. So expect the challenges to be there. Like that's not a thing that we're going to circumvent in business. Like the challenges are going to be there. The big question is always how are you preparing yourself ahead of time to deal with them Mm -hmm. rather than trying to fix it when you're already stressed out? And not really thinking clearly, right? Because when we get into that point where you're tired, you're overwhelmed, it's really hard to think creatively about how to manage yourself from the inside because you're trying to fix everything from the outside. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that, I mean, yeah, sure, we can plan for it. But obviously, going into launch, it's not always easy to plan for stuff that comes up. Okay. I personally am a big fan of, you know, just... Planning out your launch in its entirety, obviously, because then it leaves a lot, a lot of energy and you can kind of get into the zone of just being in launch mode. But uh, yeah, stuff, a lot of stuff can happen and you can't really prepare for everything. But personally, I've learned that, you know, that you can become more aware of your thoughts and then
1: mm-hmm. learn
0: how to just kind of stop and think and kind of reframe those thoughts. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Beautifully said. and. Learning yourself, like self-mastery is, I think entrepreneurship is the fastest path to self-mastery because if you want to achieve something, you cannot get let your thoughts get in the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to know what, when I said the Achilles heel earlier, is like you have to know what's going to potentially make you stop you have to know that maybe you've tried something in the past. Maybe you've tried to reach some kind of goal that's not necessarily business-related, or maybe it is Mm business-related. And there's always a point. Something happens where it has you pushing on the brakes hard. So when I'm working with people, it's very much about let's figure out that pattern as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because there's usually an ongoing, it's usually something that repeats. Like when I, when I'm working with unraveling the sticking point, it's usually something that usually repeats. So unfortunately it's stuck in some childhood story mm-hmm. on some fear of failing or being rejected or just actually having what it is that they're going after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that, Um, you know, I got two kids myself and I can catch myself a lot of times, you know, when the kids are doing something or they're saying something and we are very quick to kind of dismiss it or, you know, we're saying things the wrong way. And I, I'm starting to get aware of this myself, obviously. But I think a lot of people are not even aware of this, and they either keep putting the kids down, or it's just saying that you know that's stupid. Oh, don't do that, and all those things. And obviously, these are things that we bring on as we go grow up, but we're not even aware of it. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's no one's fault, right? Like I always like absolutely to like not, get the parents off the hook. Part of the human experience is that you're going to come in, you're going to pick up some things and being on the launch journey that this podcast is so beautifully focused on is very much about going in and staying so focused on your goals that you are not willing to even let yourself get in the way of achieving them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I don't think we're wired for that. A lot of us don't have what I call the mental resilience or the emotional maturity to really take on those challenges effectively
0: mm-hmm. right uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you before was you know when we set the expectations of the launch that we were going into we kind of set the goals for it and we have like all these great expectations of how this is going to go is that kind of ruining things for us when you know things doesn't you know live up to ex- expectations that we set for ourselves
1: that's a great question. And I'll share a little bit about my own story when I did my first launch.
0: Yeah, please. Which
1: flopped terribly. Like, perfect. We so, love flopped launches. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming here with, like, I've got it all figured out and everything has been perfect. Quite the opposite. Like, my first launch, I prepared for it. I had my goals. I had written everything down. I was super prepared. Like, I felt mm-hmm. I, had, I had my eyes dotted and my teeth crossed. And then the launch started happening. And it was like people weren't signing up.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was out there marketing and screaming at the top of my lung and getting people recruited. And it's like people are helping me and things were just not happening. And I was heartbroken. I was just like, well, this must be the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing this wrong. Something's yeah, because you were quite me. quick to think
0: about that, about your own stuff, yeah.
1: Totally. And then I realized that I probably overshot my projections Mm -hmm. and that's okay because what I was able to do with my coach was go back to celebrate the wins, right? Because it's so easy to focus on what didn't work out. Yeah. So we went back and it's like, what did work out? What didn't work out? And it's about correcting course. You're building the airplane as you're flying it. Mm -hmm. So when I'm thinking about preparing for the launch, it's... Reach high and whatever happens between launching, taking action, and whatever the close of the date is of your launch, if that's something that you've built into it, whatever happens, you got to celebrate. Like you have to be like, what did I learn from this? What actually happened? How did I grow as a person? How did my business grow as a result? Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then rinse and repeat. What did work gets implemented again into the next phase. And what didn't work gets to be reconfigured. Is this something that I still need in want in the launch? Or is this something that I can actually either outsource or it's not necessary as far of me relaunching and testing the market again?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, let's say, the wrong mindset of just saying, oh, no, this failed, this didn't work. But instead, like you just said, you know, what can I learn from this? What is the lesson here that I need to take with me And that I can work on and improve on until the next launch.
1: Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm giving advice, I always like to think like, if you're in this for the short term, you might be disappointed, right? (laughs) Like if you're in this for like a quick fix and a get rich quick type of situation, you are probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. For a lot of us who are in this for the long haul, who are in the long game, as I like to call it, it's knowing that your commitment to the business, however it may evolve and grow, it's with you no matter what. And it's not about, if this doesn't work out, then I'll go back to the drawing board. It's about, this is going to work out. I just have to figure out how it's going to work out and how this is going to be the thing for me. Mm
2: -hmm. Without
1: me, sacrificing my values without me burning out, without me feeling like I gave everything that I had and I have nothing left.
0: Mm-hmm. So what were some of the things that you learned from your first uh, launch?
1: Oof, let's see. It's whatever happens, it's perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
1: like at no point, what I had to learn after I, I was heartbroken and felt defeated was that I had my focus on the wrong thing. -hmm. I was focusing on what didn't happen instead of really appreciating what had happened. The biggest lesson for me was I needed more help. I needed more support. And I had taken on way more than I could chew, which is okay because what I learned from it is I needed to focus on my zone of genius and not try to cover every single piece of the launch, which, as you know, can be many, depending on what kind of launch you're doing. Mm -hmm. And once I figured out that I didn't have to wear all the hats in my business and that I could outsource whatever I could, because at that time I wasn't generating a lot of revenue. So me outsourcing felt like a big stretch. In hindsight, it was the best decision Mm -hmm. because it gave me the bandwidth to then take care of my clients properly and to actually start building a team that, that has been absolutely invaluable in continuing my ongoing growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That also is a common thing that I've heard a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs talk about that a can't for outsourcing it's uh, yeah, it's too expensive. I don't make any money, blah, blah, blah. But what are your thoughts on that specifically?
1: Outsourcing when you're not when you're really feeling, making money.
0: Yeah. When you're feeling like you're not making money. <laughs>
1: I figured it out. Like I became, I felt like I felt really resourceful because I wasn't going to let it go. Like, I I don't know. It's like a healthy obsession, right? I was so completely committed to making this work. And one of the things when the suggestion of hiring help came in, I was so resistant to it. I'm like, how am I supposed to like add another, like it just felt overwhelming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, how can I scratch this up? And when I hired my first assistant, I'm like, listen, I can only pay you <laughs> for the next, for this many hours. I think it was like four hours for every week just mm-hmm. to help me with like some basic admin stuff. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't costing me ridiculous amounts of money, but it actually made a difference because I realized that I could just like ping them and be like, okay, this needs to be handled. This needs to be handled. Learning to hire, that's another conversation. That's another tangent <laughs> because that was also another lesson, right? Like I just hired whoever was available to begin with yeah. and that was another learning curve, but having support is huge. And I think as online entrepreneurs, we tend to just want to do everything ourselves and we like, we
0: kind of feel like we don't have a choice.
1: Right. And I think that that's some of what borderline define. I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a rebel when it comes to stuff like that, because (laughs) when it feels like you're carrying the weight of your business and your world, because a lot of us like this is our income. And Mm. if that's not working out, we tend to feel like, okay, I I have no friends. I I can't socialize. I can't do anything else because the business is the priority. And what I have found is having the right network is huge. Having the right support system is everything because then you don't feel so alone. Then you have people that you can maybe do a joint venture with, maybe people that you can do more collaborating with where it doesn't feel like the entire, you know, success of your business is resting on your shoulders alone. Yes, you are responsible for it. But it doesn't have to be a lonely journey and it doesn't have to be this solo place where you're constantly in your cake,
2: mm-hmm. crossing
1: your fingers and sleeping two hours and getting back on the wagon as quickly as possible. Yeah. Does that answer the question? I feel yeah, like I, I want so. to do a tangent, <laughs> yeah, That's okay.
0: okay. We love tangents. <laughs> yeah. But you, ma- you mentioned support a few times now. What, what does that look like you know, during a launch for you?
1: So my first, what I call real launch, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I actually had a coach. I had a coach with me and I had an assistant and that felt like a stretch in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason I decided to have that kind of support was because I had tried to do it on my own before and it wasn't working, right? It was like, something's missing here. I need guidance. I need somebody that's actually going to show me step by step how to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for courses. I'm all for do-it-yourself stuff. But what happened with me personally was I had like five different courses and I didn't know how to tie them together in a way that made sense. That Mm -hmm. wasn't me spending my entire day learning from them so that I can put something together that was going out into the market. So streamlining that so that I could have one person a coach that I trusted, and they have gotten the results that I wanted. That was the big pivotal point for me.
0: Hmm. Okay, I got it. All right, let's see. We're in terms of you know the emotional roller coaster that we have during a right. launch. What are some things that we might experience during a launch in terms of you know emotions or blocks or whatever? Oh man, I know there's a lot.
1: Here, to here but
0: <laughs> if you mention a few top ones.
1: Fear, 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 fear. And the thing about fear is that it's sneaky. It's so sneaky. It'll like creep up in ways that you don't expect it. And studies have shown that most people go into like freeze and they go into like panic and analysis paralysis and they don't Mm. move forward. And the feeling is generally overwhelmed or they go into overdrive where they're like, tornado, and they're going all over the place. Busy work, just trying to like stay on top of stuff and try to do as much as they can, so that they don't they don't feel like they're out of control.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That usually feels like burnout. So right. the two that I generally see are either overwhelm and paralysis, and burnout, and just feeling completely tired. Mm-hmm. They both come with stress, which is the crazy part, but This is where what I was saying before is really important because you have to know what that pattern is for you. You have to know like when you get stressed out, what's the habit? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be binging on Netflix and try to ignore and avoid the responsibilities? Is it going to be like eating comfort food because that's what's going to like help you manage the stress that's going on on the inside? Is it, you know, it can take on different masses, I like to call it, but it's identifying what's keeping you from staying in your grounded vision and the right steps to take to then grow that business to the level that you actually wanted to.
0: Yeah. I've noticed personally that, you know, once you've kind of gone through a loss, both for myself and with a client, that you're, you spend a lot of energy going through a launch, obviously. So once that launch is done, you kind of drop everything and you just kind of whew, feel a little finally mm-hmm. it's over. But then it's really easy to get into that, you know, state of really not doing anything and just kind of letting go of everything, which is kind of not a good thing. Any thoughts on that?
1: (laughs) Yes. So the beauty is, is recognizing it before it's been like, oh, it's been two months and I haven't done anything, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a point where there has to be some enjoyment in the process, like you have to love the launch process like there's no way around it and if you don't love it at least like it enough to want to do it again and again and again because that's the name of the business yeah so one of the big things is really preventing that burnout right because if you've done everything and now it's finally done and now you're exhausted because you did everything the likelihood of you really being excited about picking up that ball again is going to be pretty low mm-hmm. So how you turn it around is you anchor back into your vision. What is it that you really want? Because maybe it's something else. Maybe you're going after something that doesn't feel true to you and that passion is just not there. Because what I have seen over and over again, once we hone in on what that right thing is, like you cannot wait to recharge and get right back on it. Mm Mm-hmm but you have to have what I call a really large vision that goes past the launch because then it's not about the launch. It's over. Now what? You kind of already know what the next thing is. Launch is over. I'm going to take a break and have it really structured because launch is over. you deserve be a little R and R, right? Like give that to yourself. Give it a time limit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a break for, Whatever feels right for you. I'm going to take five days. I'm going to take a week. But have it really structured and have it on the calendar and be like, and on this date, I'm going to get back on this next date. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, whatever the next thing is, so that you feel like no matter what happens, you have scheduled your time for yourself, for your family, for whatever is important for you outside of business to recharge. That's really important. And then once that's in place, get back on the horse. Like, one of the challenges, going back to what you were asking earlier, is one of the biggest mindset blocks is if you've been an employee, switching to an entrepreneurial brain is really challenging. Nobody's Mm -hmm. telling you what to do. Yeah. You are 100% responsible for your schedule, for what gets done, for what doesn't get done, and for your results.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. I know that, you know, when I plan out a client's launch, I put in those moments that you say that kind of self-care moments. So, you know, right before you start the launch week, take a day off because if you follow my plan, (laughs) that is you have everything planned out. So everything is good to go. You shouldn't be have to doing anything the last day before launch. So you could just, you know, sit down, binge watch Netflix, take a glass of wine, whatever, you know, (laughs) and then you can go into launch the next day. And once that is done, because obviously you're on during the entire launch, but once the launch is done, take a day off, relax, maybe two days, and then kind of get back into it. Welcome the new customers, members, whatever, and then take a moment to review your launch. Just go over it. Just simple tasks, you know, what didn't work? What worked? Uh, how can I improve to this next one? And just kind of start planning out what can I do once uh, I start the next launch? So just like you said, schedule everything in, plan it out from one end to another. Totally agree.
1: Totally. And and I'll confession is when I started being an entrepreneur. I hated the calendar. I thought that I used to make fun of people. <laughs> like, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I was like, yeah, you know what? People that live by their calendars, they're like, they're such losers. Like, I want to have, like, freedom and I want to mm-hmm. wing it and I just want to go with the flow. I've become one of those people. Right? Yeah. where I'm like, okay, got it. The calendar rules my life and it's the biggest like blessing that I have in my life right now is knowing that everything goes on there and I am committed that if it's on the calendar, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I do give myself permission to move something from one day to the other, but but it has to get done. Yeah, but it has to get done. It's not something that it's a non-negotiable. There's a little wiggle room because that works for me. But yeah, that calendar is such a big deal.
0: Yeah, I can totally agree that. And I would say it doesn't rule your life, but it gives you the opportunity to have some control over what's happening and you just know that, you know, this is what's coming up the next, you know, week or so. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. The structure is a big deal. Like when you're not, like if we're going to talk about, and I'm sure this is something that you give your clients when they're coming in to get you to help them out with their lunch, is The structure, like nobody's telling you what to do. You need someone that's kind of holding your hand and you need that structure. It's like, okay, Monday, this happens. Tuesday, this happens. You know, you pick your day of the week that works for you and for rest and relaxation. And then you know what needs to happen every single day. And it gives you a sense of safety. It gives you a sense of like, I have some control over the actions that I take to make this launch happen whatever happens after that you that's where that trust and surrender needs to come in because Mm -hmm. you don't know what the outcome is going to be just staying really grounded in taking care of yourself and doing everything that you possibly can to make it happen but staying detached from the outcome because that's when the disappointment usually comes in it's kind of like well i was expecting this thing to be Mm -hmm. better than what it was and celebrate all every step of the way every time that you accomplish one little silly thing throw some confetti up in the air drink some bubbly whatever works for you but do it because Mm -hmm. it makes the journey so much more enjoyable than just moving from one task to the next without having those micro moments of i've got this and i'm killing it and this feels really good and yay me
0: (laughs) yeah that's um yeah i've noticed that you know trying to be detached from the result as you say it's um that's that's really hard you know because you set these goals and you have those expectations and um uh, i think it's necessary to have those goals so you have something to work towards but yeah mm-hmm. being able to detach from that that is really hard do you have any tips on how you can do that except from just you know yeah. celebrating the wins obviously but uh, yeah
1: and this is why you want to celebrate those wins right because Usually in a launch, and it just depends how you're choosing to do it, you have metrics in place. Mm -hmm. So you want to measure your projection to the actual real life metrics, because then when you do it again, you have more realistic data. I think the hardest thing was, at least for me, was launching without having done it, having having said it before. Yeah, Because I had no data. Mm -hmm. I had expectations, I had goals, but I didn't have real data as to how my market was going to respond to me, how my first attempt was going to like be received. Mm -hmm. Once I did the first one, then I had some metrics to go by. So it's a combination of go back to what worked, what didn't work, like I was saying before, and managing the expectation is really key. And again, going back to the self-awareness piece, because if you see metrics that fall below what your original goals are, what's going to happen on the inside? Is that going to motivate you to do it better next time? Or is it going to motivate you to not do anything and Mm -hmm. kind of pivot and do something else completely? So it's knowing how you're going to look at these numbers and again prepare for it right if it's above expectation what are you going to do if it's below expectation what are you going to do if it's right on the mark which hardly ever happens <laughs> what are you going to do you know what i mean it's kind of like you have to know that you have to manage the feeling like hundred percent like if you're disappointed What are you going to do to go back to the vision? Like I keep saying that because I think a lot of people underestimate the power of having like a really big vision and gratitude.
2: Mm.
1: Like when I'm feeling crappy, if I'm, if I can find one little thing to stay really grateful for and to kind of shut down the big voice, which most people have like, well, this thought. You know, this isn't any good. I'm speaking from my own story. It's like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. This is stupid. Nobody wants to buy from me. Blah, 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 blah. And realizing that it's just my fear. It's like, and that's okay. Like it's allowed to be there. And don't try to shove it aside. Is my biggest piece of advice. Yeah. Because then it takes over. Mm-hmm. So you want to acknowledge it. It's like, okay, I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling whatever. I'm feeling down on myself. Like this isn't what I thought was going to happen. And then like, what can I do to fuel my belief in myself again? Mm. Because that is the biggest piece that is going to keep you moving forward in growing as an entrepreneur.
0: I love that. Yeah, absolutely agree. Acknowledging what's happening and then, you know, take a step back and look, okay, what can I do as the next step to move forward? Absolutely. Great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh there were so many questions that I had in my head when you were talking, so I kind of lost the thread there. But um sure. what does you know self awareness have to do with business in a whole spectrum in your uh, terms?
1: Yeah. Tying it back to what I was saying before. Mm. Like you have to know what those triggers are for. You. Yeah. And here's the beauty of it is you won't see a lot of them until you're on the journey.
0: Yeah. Like, exactly. you're not so you need to see. take the action.
1: Yeah. Action is everything. And here's the thing I have. So I'm going to talk about action from two different points, right? Because earlier I mentioned that there are the people that freeze, right? Analysis paralysis, and they're just staring at the wall and they're looking at the computer and they're not really doing anything. So for them, they have to take the action. It's like do one thing. And then once you're done with that, do the next thing and do the next thing and do the next thing. For the tornadoes that are going to go and, you know, busy work until they can't do anymore, they have to take a step back and be like, is this relevant? Is this moving me forward? Is this like a big boulder or am I just like throwing little pebbles out hoping that something lands? Mm -hmm. Self-awareness comes from the discomfort the discomfort of being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I sometimes feel like I have to give everybody a big reality check. Like, entrepreneurship is challenging.
2: Absolutely. And
1: you have to be prepared. You are going to be challenged. You are going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to do things you've never done in your entire life. You're going to have to defy what you thought was possible. If you're in sales, I'm not even going to get started on that ball <laughs> because if you're on the phone with someone and the fear of rejection kicks in or you being unsure of your services and your ability to deliver results or whatever the stories are, all of that is going to be there for you to have to sit through. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, fear is sneaky, and it's going to hide in the darkest corner where you didn't even think to look. And all it's doing is eating at your results and your belief in your capacity to actually achieve your Mm goals.
0: Yeah. Have you noticed? Well, I personally noticed that you know um, during this crisis that we're going through, uh, a lot of people have just said, you know, I'm not going to launch because of this and that. Have you noticed the same thing?
1: Oh yeah, like talking about fear, right? And it's mm-hmm. so yeah, it's fear, right now, obviously. The thing is, it's funny because I, I feel, and I'm just going to be completely transparent. My network is still going
2: mm-hmm.
1: so for me to feel there's still fear there's uncertainty we don't know what's going to happen Absolutely. but if you have the time and you have the mental bandwidth to take one step do it because fear is always going to be there whether it's a global pandemic or it's you being afraid of hitting the send button when you're doing a new offer like it doesn't matter it's just going to look different I think right now the biggest challenge is managing yourself, again, going back to that self-awareness, with dealing with the global conversation,
2: Mm.
1: right? Because you're not just dealing with yourself. As an entrepreneur, you're behind the computer. You're kind of dealing with yourself all day. Right now, we're not only dealing with ourselves, we're dealing with the collective. We're dealing with what, you know, mom is going through. We're dealing with what best friend is going through. We're dealing with what people we don't know across the world are going through so it's what i always say is oxygen mask right Mm -hmm. take care of yourself first go out to the people that are most relevant to you in that circle and then if you still have bandwidth go out and do something for someone else but right now is very much about self preservation making sure that you are staying resilient no matter what may be coming around the corner Mm -hmm. and no matter what you might be facing at the present moment
0: yeah, because I've seen a lot of people yeah. just saying, you know, that the, the people are not going to buy, um, you know, obviously the people losing their jobs and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean that, you know, nobody's out there that's been able to buy or, you know, they're right. both willing and they have the money to buy. So obviously there still are people out there who both yeah. want and need your help.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to um, chime on that because this is also a mindset piece. It's a scarcity. Versus abundance, right? If your focus is in no one's buying right now, no one is going to buy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If your focus is there's plenty of money and people want my services and someone is looking for me and wanting to buy from me, that's what's going to happen. Like we underestimate the power of that belief so tremendously that then we're not sure why this keeps happening. Mm -hmm. But... I don't want to go off too far into that side, but people buy stuff all the time. Amazon has not not done a single sale <laughs> during this whole pandemic. Exactly. So people are buying things.
0: Yeah, obviously <laughs> we have done it ourselves. To be honest, <laughs> been shopping more than ever online. So yeah, absolutely. Totally. But <laughs> well, if we're going to you know summarize all of this, uh, what are like the top three things that we want to take with us from this um, episode.
1: Yeah. Entrepreneuring is a deep dive into self-awareness and fear mastery. Yeah. Your belief system and your mindset determine your success.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you believe you can or you believe you cannot, either way you're right because it <laughs> is that simple.
0: Yeah, Exactly you get what you or you attract what you think basically or Mm -hmm. yeah what you do all right Uh, any last tips that you want to give the people that are listening
1: no i think right now is really one of the things I'm, i'm sharing a lot with my community is oxygen mask like keep your peace take care of yourself do whatever it is that you need to do But your dreams are valid even in a global pandemic. People are still wanting to go out and buy whatever it is. Maybe there's someone that hasn't bought anything before because they've never seen your offer coming directly from you in the way that you deliver your service and Mm -hmm. they're just waiting. So my biggest advice is keep moving. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. Once you believe that you're creating your world from the inside, like, that's what you'll do.
0: Awesome. And how can people get in touch with you, reach out with you, find out what you do?
1: Yeah. So I'm on social media. You can go to my website, thefeelgoodshift.com. And all my links are there. There's a freebie there if you want to snag it. it is From Overwhelmed to Badass, Five Easy Steps to Regain Your Mental Clarity and Go Back to Rocking Your Own Business Like a Rockstar. Mm. So it's just basically dissecting what the process that i go through with my clients so that they can regain their self-confidence so that they can get back on the ball
0: awesome well people download that because you want to do that for sure thank you erica for joining me i think this was interesting topic i think we could talk about this in so many ways because mindset is a huge thing of just being an entrepreneur it's not just launching it's just everything so like yeah (laughs) there were a couple tangents so So, but thank you so much
1: yeah my pleasure
0: thank you everybody for listening in and we'll catch you again next week thank you so much for listening to the oh my god i'm launching podcast now if you like this episode i would really appreciate if you left a review over on itunes and secondly head on over to instagram and connect with me at ken Westgar. that's k-e-n-w-e-s-t-g-a-a-r-d and drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.